Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls annual year in review where we break down all of our favorite horror movies and moments of spookiness from the year of our Lord 2021. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and to get into all the gory details with me today is Ariel. Hi. Matilda. Hey there. And the ultimate horror movie grade curve crusher, Sarah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, girls. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Uh, good. Yeah. How, how is 2021 treating you? <laughs> We're not very far in yet, but. Uh, <laughs> no. yeah, I guess 2020. Yeah. I said 2021. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We survived. Yeah. It literally tried to kill me. Oh, and the yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, mm. Uh, <laughs> uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. up. <laughs> let's see. August, August I got a stomach infection. Uh-huh. I remember that. That was fun. Oh. That was yeah. Those were the broth days. Yeah. I remember those. <laughs> Which thankfully didn't I didn't give me diverticulitis. Yes. But Yay! Uh, I did discover that I have a number of cysts and polyps in my ovaries and uterus. Oh no, Sarah. Ow. Let's see. Then uh I went camping and got a rash on my ass from <laughs> the uh the, the wipes that I that I was oh using. I had God, an allergic so reaction to this. So not even on the cheeks. <laughs> I thought it was the cheeks too. That's deep in the ass. Oh, sad. yes, that's the crevasse. Oh, yeah. no, it, was, it was it was it was the cheeks in that general area. But yes, <laughs> um, let's Bummer. see. Got my appointment set up for for the issues that the stomach infection found, only to have to cancel them because I got COVID in November. <laughs> oh my oh, God, Christ. Sarah! So uh-huh. what you're saying is it was great. It was the best year ever. Fucking <laughs> <Working> awesome. <laughs> I saw this meme that was like the twins from The Shining, but there was a triplet and they said 20, yeah. 21, 22. I was like, <laughs> this is accurate. Mm, yeah. Well, the way my 2022 started, yeah, might might be heading that direction. Oh, um, Sarah. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. How about you and Ariel? What's your twenty twenty one? I mean, I spent almost the entirety of twenty twenty one in full lockdown yeah. because I'm a caretaker for you know a family member who's immunocompromised. So it was a little lonely, maybe. <laughs> but you know, it could have been worse. I didn't get COVID, so that's, that's something. true. That's true. <laughs> There's always 2022. Don't give up. Don't give up hope. <laughs> you too can be touched by the angel of death. <laughs> uh, how about you, Tilly? Anything good from 2021? Let's put it that way. Anything good. I mean, I feel like there were a couple moments of hope with the vaccinations, but I think yeah. I'm kind of, it's we're in this hard thing now with Omicron where there's this yeah. kind of come out, go back in, come out, go back in kind of there's hope. There's, oh, now your phone's blowing up with a thousand. Uh, Thanksgiving. We got a freaking notification on, Chris, on, on yes. Thanksgiving. Ugh, yeah. So Washing weird. the dishes on Thanksgiving, hearing about Omicron. So, yep. you know, I did get to travel a little bit. And so that was good. Because now being out of your house is like an ecstatic experience. Right? Yes. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did get to come to, to California. see all of you. Well. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. I know you'll so be here this month, yeah. Ariel. I'm excited for that's 20- my plan. 2022 <laughs> is starting good on that front. If the world can just hold on for like another week and a half, I'm gonna rent a <laughs> fucking really car it. and come get you. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So less, slightly less grim. Okay. A little less yeah. grim. Yeah, I think sure. a little less grim than. 2020 because that yeah. that was just really fucking hard on a societal level on a personal level yeah this year is a little bit better i can't say there was anything that, that i did that was like oh well cool i mean camping camping was fun until the rash until the butt <laughs> rash, <laughs> <laughs> until oh. the rash. <laughs> name so of your, that has to be the name of your autobiography <laughs> your memoir <laughs> Until, until the, the butt rash. rash. Oh my god! I know it must have been miserable, but I can't stop laughing. About it's like it. after the flood, but until the butt rash. <laughs> but I mean, definitely, definitely get to hang out with you guys was was a lot yeah. of fun. You know, yeah. I, I hope next summer that things will be a little bit better. Maybe we can go out and get some tacos and some beers and yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you, like, 2022 is the year of the rapid test. I'm fucking sick of this shit. I want to see some faces that are not my cats. As much as I love those cat faces, I'm getting weird and I need to see other human contact. I need other human contact. So so I'm about that rapid test life. We're going to rapid test. We're going to hang. We're going to drink beer. We're going to eat tacos. We're going to live life this year. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. it will require inserting instruments into your face on a regular basis. But this is the price of life and i'm willing to pay it at this point yeah because like you're other saying humans. i can feel myself getting weird can you feel yourself yes getting weird? Oh, like, yes. 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 yes yes i don't know how to be in contact with other humans anymore like it is <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I work with the public, and everybody is getting weird. Yes, I, I yeah. went through a personal oh, yeah. period where where the wife was working out of town. I was going to school and working full time in my job, so like I was home alone, and I was mm-hmm. alone for eight to ten hours a day at my Ooh, job. Oh, dangerous! Only, Danger you know, zone. Yeah, and then like the <laughs> only people that I talked to, the only socialization I had was in classes with people that were like fifteen years younger than me. I wasn't Ah, really talking much there either. And I knew I was getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) Watching everybody else get weird on a macro level is just. Yeah. 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 And it's getting weird out there, (laughs) y'all. Even just driving, people are just like, rules of the road, be damned. I'll cross all the lanes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's it's wild out there, folks. Wild. But. 2022, <laughs> the year of Fingers the no crossed. swab and tacos. <laughs> That's like declaring it now. <laughs> the year we're going to pull this decade out of the skid. <laughs> Seriously. In the 1920s, wasn't part of the decade shit and then part of it awesome? Are we now transitioning into the awesome part? Are we there yet? Mm, uh, Probably not yet, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the 20s the 20s were great till when was the stock market crash 26 29 yeah well there was also yeah. like a world war one situation that had just happened right yeah, but that Isn't... ended in 1919 that was why everybody mm. was was, was then that's why we got the roaring up. 20s yeah. yeah so maybe we have it in reverse right i'm hoping the back half is is roaring 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, okay. Resolutions, I think, are meh. Whatever. Who has ever kept yeah. a resolution? I don't do resolutions because my birthday's in January. It's the same reason why people were like, oh, dry January. No. Don't no. do that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I need I need wet all year round this year. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's how I'm getting through. That's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of being on the streets, Ariel, you know I always need to check in. How is your neighborhood? Uh, honestly, nothing has really been happening. We had a miniature snowstorm here. Everything's been freezing cold and very, very quiet. So I've been going on long walks and not seeing a single person. And especially not seeing a single person naked. It's been great. <laughs> Congratulations. <Yes>. Awesome. <laughs> and no dude in the wall activities? No dude in the wall activities. Although my sister may have given me a haunted painting. So I'm working through that right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Way so... to bury the lead. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> So when my grandparents passed away, they gave us all these different uh, photographs and paintings and stuff of our great, great, great and stuff grandparents. And one, a couple of them went to my sister. She just returned one to me because she and my nephew are convinced it's haunted. And for some reason decided I needed to own this now. <laughs> I am its keeper. Really? Well, it's one of those things where the eyes kind of follow you. You know how people used uh-huh. to have to sit for photos for so long that they just have that dead look on their face you know yes Mm -hmm. it's one of those and then my nephew uh spent a long weekend with me and we were playing cards sitting on the floor and i still have my christmas tree set up and one of the bells just went flying off the tree at us what (laughs) our cats my two cats were sitting next to us so it was not them so he was like see it's proof (laughs) the painting's haunted so oh. now I don't know what to do. All right. Well, we're going to need uh, regular updates of the paranormal activity. I'm going to show up there with all my <laughs> phasmophobia gear. Like, oh, is it a hauntu? Oh, I think you've got yourself an Onrio. <laughs> <laughs> this is very poltergeist behavior. All right. Well, good luck with your haunting, Ariel. I can't yeah, wait I to hear how it. this develops. If you levitate, let us know. <laughs> that would be the dream. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, so t- technically this is a horror podcast, although I feel like it's just a hang at this point, and I'm super down with that. But let's let's circle back to horror. With 2021 coming to an end, I always like to know what you guys think are the horror trends that we saw emerging this year. Like, if you think about things that are coming to the fore, if, if horror is a reflection of our societal anxieties or just kind of where we are, how is that sort of manifesting in the horror movies we saw this year? Well, Rachel, I think you and I talked about this a little bit on More Deadly, Yeah. but obviously there are a ton more women directors than there ever have Mm -hmm. been before. But one of the things we're kind of noticing is more slasher films directed by women, which we Mm -hmm. haven't really ever had before. So that's been really cool. And we have a couple of them even on our top 10 list. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say there's more voices in the conversation than there Mm -hmm. have been in, in less tokenistic ways. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a great way to put it. That is a mm-hmm. yes. good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think definitely the the thing I'm seeing most is, in, in addition to, like you said, the reclaiming of the sla- – or the claiming of the slasher genre by women, arguably the best slashers this year were directed by women and the worst ones Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. by men. Right. <laughs> 
But also, I think we're finally kind of coming to grips with because of things like COVID and starting to really experience extreme weather is like we're seeing eco horror or the planet turning on us in different ways in horror. A return to folk horror is also, um, I think, a predominant thing and just sort of existential fear around unsafe climate. Whether that be because of emerging viral strains or because we are destroying the planet, it's starting to really show up in the horror that we're seeing. Yeah, that's true. We got a few really sort of big eco-horror movies this year. I also think, and this is my huge pet peeve of horror this year and one that I've talked about this already, but I'm just going to put this on the record here. I am calling for the head and the end I'm calling for the death of the ambiguous ending. Like, I get it. We're all scared about the future, (laughs) but write a fucking ending. I'm so tired of watching a movie that is excellent for 99% of it and then just shanks the ending by being like, but who knows? (laughs) That's not scary. I think it's because everybody doesn't want to be known as the Stephen King of, of film producing. Like, Stephen King can't stick an ending to save his life. Right, so everybody's just like, I'm not even going to bother anymore. Yeah, I, that's bullshit. I call I mean, shenanigans. <laughs> I want an ending. Even a yeah. bad ending is an ending. When it's a no ending, it's just frustrating. I, I don't want to have to Google your movie to try to understand what it was about. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. Yes. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, they have there were, Stop there the madness. That I had to a do couple. That Bless your heart. I watched like 70 movies this year and 65 of them had ambiguous <laughs> endings. <laughs> One of the movies that I know was on your list, mm-hmm. Censor. Mm-hmm. I was just like, the fuck? I had to Google it to find out, like, oh, is that what happened? Okay. Oh, all right. On a sliding <laughs> scale of ambiguous endings, that one had an ending for me. That's how me, yeah. how ambi- we'll get yeah, into that it. That was like the least ambiguous of ambiguous endings, but it was still just like. Yeah. Okay. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't trust the people on the internet who tell me how the movies ended. So I still am in a state of unknowing and it's driving right. me crazy. So like, Rachel, I have a recommendation for you to heal this. Okay. Which is that I think that don't look up movie will be good for you. Okay. Oh. There is a real ending. That movie has a real ending. I'm not going to say anything else, but. Okay. All right. But is that the Leonardo so, isn't it really long? One? Yeah. Because that's my other thing is I have no patience for <laughs> run times anymore. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you can't tell me what you need to tell me in 72 minutes, that's a you problem. Stop <laughs> making 90, it a me problem. If it takes more than 90 minutes to get there, I'm I'm done. Yes. I yeah. mean, Jennifer Lawrence didn't notice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I mean, here's the thing is there are times where a long movie will trick me into thinking it's not a long movie. I watched all of Dune and was fine. Yeah, but it's fine in this. Most one. movies could lose twenty to thirty minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that one. Okay. <laughs> so those are my horror trends and complaints. <laughs> uh, my my biggest complaint is just the inverting the scenery to, you know, yeah. show that everything's messed up in the world. I, I'm I'm gonna say it. The best inversion shot the one that is the absolute pinnacle you're never going to top it just stop is from midsummer with the yeah. car yeah where mm-hmm. it flips all the way around yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay i don't need the scenery re- mirror mirrored image of each other i don't need the scenery inverted to to know that i'm getting into a mind fuck of a movie okay just let it go right yeah. No, a lot of movies did do that this year. You're totally yeah. right. Yep. 
I also, on a very personal level, could do without so many strobe effects in horror movies. I feel Mm. like it's almost constant these days. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're trying to hide monsters or whatever, but you can do that with shadow or clever editing or writing your script better. Stop flashing bright lights at me. It's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I know you have a sensitivity to it. I I mean, I know even the end of Candyman, it was to the point where I'm like, I'm feeling sick from it. Yeah, even great movies are doing it these days. It's super yeah. obnoxious. Uh, you have a complaint, Ariel or Matilda. You want to? You want to air a grievance? <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Some movies. Let's get the negativity out so we can get into the positivity. You know what I mean? I just what want everybody to mix it up a little bit. I really, I so appreciate the exploration of trauma and grief in horror movies and i need i need a little variety i need a little we'll get into this when we get to our tests i need the parlor mystery i need the fun stuff as well i like all of it i want to see a combination of exploring trauma and grief and doing it in such a bonkers balls to the walls way give me violation in willie's wonderland yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's like the perfection right that's what that yeah (laughs) okay Yeah, for like Sound of Violence did that a little this year. We're like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like art house Saw. It was, it was really, in- that was, I wasn't expecting Saw when I went in. I was like, wait, are we real, torture device? Really? <laughs> whoa. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So now that we've vented some frustrations, let's get into some positivity. We put together our top 10 horror movies from 2021 and uh just a quick explanation of the methodology i think we may change it up next year we may actually pull in some of our patrons to help form this list Mm -hmm. but this year the way that we did it was we all put in our top 10 ranked from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10 whatever and the number one movie got 10 points and the number two movie got nine points etc etc and then if it appeared on multiple lists, it got bonus points per list it was on. So if you had something in the number one spot, it, and but you were the only one that picked it, Sarah, your number one, <laughs> you got, you got uh, 11 points for that, if that makes sense. Whereas, say, Matilda and I both had the number one, same number one. I don't know that we did, but this is a, just an example. They both got, t- it would have been 20 points plus the two for being on our both of our lists. So it would have gotten 22 that makes sense Mm -hmm. yep but i like i said i think next year i want to pull in some of our patrons i think that's a great idea i think it Mm -hmm. would just yeah i think that would just be an interesting way to approach it and see what we end up with i will say that when we get in after we go through our list i have some stats and i think our lists were kind of interesting in a statsy kind of way this year okay yeah so cool so we'll get into that all right so one more thing i just want to mention before we get started is that as you guys listen to this list, just know that the way that we go about picking the movies is that they have to be something that came Mm. out either theatrically on streaming or VOD in the United States in 2021. Right. So things that ended up on, you know, a festival or something, we're not counting. Yeah. Or European, European VOD release only, you know, yeah. We also snuck, I don't think any made the list, but we also did sneak some things that came out in December of last year, theatrically only because, hello, it's a global pandemic. Most people cannot see it until 2021. Yeah. So, and I think that'll be true of this year as well. Like something came out this month, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna see. Oh, 
no, I guess that was not something that was like, say we were going to include Spider-Man. We were doing a Marvel list. I would totally push Spider-Man to next year because we can't see it in the theater because Omicron. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. I made that decision at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. That yeah. I which kind of want... has me worried about the theatrical release of Scream 5. I know. Girl. I, like, I really want to go see it, but I am not going to be able to do like I did with Candyman where, you know, Candyman, I was I was out on, on medical leave, so I was able to go to the 11 o'clock showing, the first showing on Friday, and see it with myself, my wife, and two other people in a 200-person yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did, too. I saw it on a weekday in the morning, and there was yeah. basically no one there. Yeah, and I'm supposed to review it for Here's Johnny. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hopefully luck. I can get a screener. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know how that's going to work. Some of those journalistic threads you got there. I, girl, yeah. I am trying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. And then share, share with the class. I'm, I mean, oh, I am doing not... the best that I can. It, it's it's hard enough to watch horror and kind of think about what we think about it without being actually terrified in the theater while it's right. happening. <laughs> right. I don't need those layers of anxiety. Yeah. It's, I want the movie to scare me, not the movie going experience. <laughs> okay. So let's get into our top 10 list, starting with number 10. Ariel, why don't you tell us what our number 10 is? Our number 10 is Werewolves Within. All right. You this you had this highest on your list. Tell me about it. Yeah, I love this movie. It's one of the most fun experiences I had this year because essentially this movie is made for me. I love a good parlor mystery. And this has that where it's basically all of these quirky people in a town shut into this hotel during a snowstorm. And somebody is a werewolf because people keep dying. So you get all the fun of like a slasher movie, you get werewolf stuff, you get the core mystery and a ton of quirky characters. It was so much fun. I think it's it's funny and charming and just a really good time. And the ending is satisfying. It actually has one. Yes! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one has such great characters and it's such a cozy yes mystery it's like a cozy little agatha christie book for horror fans great. yeah that's a yeah. perfect way to describe it it was so much fun i just uh i thoroughly enjoyed it and i could watch it right now yeah <laughs> i yeah. kind of this, want to in fact <laughs> th this one didn't make my list but mm -hmm. it definitely was a fun one i <laughs> my my favorite part was the uh was was the sculpture at the mechanics yard yes yeah. <laughs> it's so good oh yeah. my god it's it's so funny and i just i love the main character the forest ranger guy i was gonna say two words sam guy. richardson he like, is, yeah. he so, is so i love i fell in love with him on veep okay. and i am so ready for him to just be in all the things i mean yeah. he's so charming and likable and funny he's got yeah. great comedic timing Mm -hmm. And just his sort of fish out of water thing, you know, where he doesn't mm -hmm. know any of these people. He's meeting these bizarre cast of characters for the very first time at yeah. the same time as murders are happening that he should not be in charge of solving. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and there's a romance that happens. Yeah. Uh -huh. that he keeps fucking up and <laughs> he's <laughs> really amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's he's great. So great. That it was, I mean, that's the thing is I think, when we get a little higher in the list, <laughs> there's a dark period. But the things that really this year, I think I really cling to were the ones that were, I was able to find some joy in. 
Yes. And this didn't quite make my list just because this list this year was the competition was incredible. Oh, yeah. I know. But what a fun bright spot in the year this movie yeah. was. Yeah. There were a handful of movies this year that were just really fun and a number of them ended up on my list because as much as I love and have, you know, really high on my list, some of the darker movies that are more, you know, sort of emotionally driven I need these just silly, fun mm-hmm. movies in there. Mm-hmm. So for me, Werewolves Within actually ended up my number seven because I enjoyed it so much. It's a solid pick, dude. No arguments here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of fun picks, <laughs> Sarah, what's our number nine? <laughs> number nine is Vicious Fun. The the most accurately named movie of the year. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I, I was kind of leery going into it because even though the premise of it... Uh, a horror writer stumbles upon a support group for serial killers. Right. I've read several stories about this scene. You know, Joe Hill's got a story that's similar to this. Greg mm-hmm. Kinn wrote a whole novel that's that's kind of similar to this. And I've seen it in other iterations in like short story collections and stuff. But this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And gross and, and gory and mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. yeah, just bonkers. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this. This was number two on my list. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this didn't end up making my list, but I totally agree with everything you said. It's a really fun movie. Going into it, I wasn't so sure either because the way it starts out, I was like, uh, mm. I don't know about this. Yeah, this totally. Right, right? A little boring. I don't know. But then it takes a sharp left turn <laughs> and mm-hmm. it gets to be this sort of balls to the walls, violent ridiculous funny movie and yeah i just really enjoyed it i mean all the serial killers are crazy the different sort of characters that they represent the different ways that they kill people so all of that was great and then the main woman teams up with is such a badass i love her and the ending is probably my favorite thing where they're teaming up together (laughs) and the way that they go to that movie theater oh it's so good I agree. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. I well, love it's such a love letter to horror fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the inside jokes are ones that you know as tropes of horror, which is fun. And it's not like we've never seen that before. But the way that it's actually executed, I think, is really, really fun. The other thing and the is, cops. is th- yes, yes, the cops are great. Um <laughs> because they're like every bumbling idiot cop in every horror right. movie. But never uh, insult a man's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think is so great about it, and you touched on this a little bit. Ariel is the female character because specifically this movie skirts one of my most despised tropes, which is to introduce a female character who is highly skilled, who is highly capable, who exists only to train the male lead character who starts off bumbling and then to step aside to allow that character to kind of finish the movie as sort of the new chosen one. This does not do that. Yeah, not at all. I hate that trope. And it not only does it avoid it, it leans into the opposite of it. It addresses that trope by rejecting it very, very consciously. And both in the climax of the film and in the sort of epilogue of the film. Yeah, even there, he's still bumbling and forgets stuff. And she has to remind him to go back into the movie theater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you get it? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm actually glad this this didn't make my personal list, but I was excited to see when the math added up and it was on here because I do think, you know, it's a Shutter original. It, I don't know that it got enough sort of promotion. I don't know that a lot of people saw it. So hopefully more people, at least in our audience, will give it a shot because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about it, Rachel and Mars covered we it did. for Stream Queens. We did. And the guy that plays the sort of douchey 80s dude is pretty amazing. Yeah. In that role. Because he's really good at (laughs) it. He's he's perfect for that role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Our number eight movie. I think I had this one the highest on my list. So I'm going to say what it was. Which was The Night House. Has everybody on the show seen this one? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. It was so, on my list too. Yeah, yes, yes. You and me both had this. I had it at, in my number five slot. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had it at number eight. I love Rebecca Hall. I will watch anything with Rebecca Hall in Correct. it. Correct. She could make toast and I would be riveted to the screen. Yeah. She <laughs> is incredible in everything and mm-hmm. she has a sort of dangerous. I don't know how to describe it, like a volatile, like a quiet volatility in this that um, Mm -hmm. I found so compelling. It is kind of your standard haunting movie, and yet it was the first one in a very long time that actually scared me. Mm -hmm. There are some visual moments in this that are terrifying. It has a definitive ending. It has – I mean, I have some quibbles with with some things about the ending, but – for the most part, to me, this was the most traditional horror movie this year that actually landed the punch. Mm-hmm. It also has the most satisfying scene of the year in it when that freaking parent comes in to try to argue for a different grain. <laughs> so good the way she just lays Chills. Down. Yeah. I, can I tell you, I rewound that scene three times just because I just <laughs> wanted to see that smug look fall off that parent's face when, when she tells her why she wasn't available to uh, look at some extra credit project. It was amazing. Mwah, 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 mwah. How about you guys? I really like this one too. And what you were saying about it being scary – I think about the moments where you saw the sort of silhouette in the architecture and that's something I had never seen done before Mm -hmm. in a movie and it is chilling and so effective because you don't expect it you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. it's it's really good and then yeah the acting is amazing the scenes where she's talking about the death of her husband with co-workers and friends and Mm -hmm. and making everything uncomfortable because she's just so honest about it. And so straightforward. And we don't talk about death that way normally. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I loved the sort of serial killer kind of stuff in it too. And the ending wasn't perfect for me, but it it is a definitive ending. And yeah. and everything leading up to it is so good that I almost don't really care. Yeah. This one was on my list, off my list, on my list, off my list when I was making my list. And it was only because the competition was so fierce. Yes a hard year this This was a very hard year i rejiggered my list so many times and there were easily another 10 movies that could have been on this list Mm -hmm. it was very hard i even had a hard time picking my honorable mentions because there were a lot of other ones that i wanted on there one or two yeah like it's it's at a 12 and i'm kind of rearranging the bottom Mm -hmm. this time it was like about 20 it was really hard yeah, this is a hard year, which is great, you know, but also very frustrating for a bunch of people with analysis paralysis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
All right. <laughs> Let's get into our number seven movie. Now, this is what this is the movie that earned Sarah the title of Great Curve Crusher. <laughs> Sarah, what's our number seven movie this year? Anonymous Animals. Which I had never even heard of. Tell me about this movie. Okay, so this is a French movie, but don't worry if you don't like subtitles because there's no dialogue. And if you're looking for something quick, this is only about an hour and five minutes. Oh, I do like that runtime. Yeah. What this movie is about is about basically the world is kind of flipped on its head. The animals run the world. Humans are basically animals. So it's just sort of two vignettes, basically, that are intertwined to kind of tell a story about this world and how it works. And for me, what got me about it was, first of all, I saw the I, I, I saw the trailer. It was supposed to come out last year, and I know it premiered at a at a film a film festival online. But the showing of it was right smack dab in the middle of my workday. So I missed it then, and I have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this to come out. Finally did. Finally hit American streaming. For me, it's the stark cruelty, and I think it plays out even more when you see, you know, the slaughterhouse scene, the dog fighting scene, especially the quote-unquote dog. I mean, he's just terrified about what's happening. He doesn't understand because this person rescued him, well, this, you know person quote-unquote rescues him and is treating him well and you know and then sticks him into this dog fight and it's you know um there's humans that are rounded up in a in a slaughterhouse to be slaughtered by a bull and a horse and like one of them escapes and there's this like yeah yeah it's okay come with me kind of kind of moment they calm down and then you know and slaughter them anyway and for that scene flipped on its head it got me it really got me mm-hmm. i've seen it three times since it came out and i've cried each time wow okay wow. yeah yeah all so, right because because i know ariel was just like it was okay but the shaky cam <laughs> was really bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is crazy amounts of shaky cam but i didn't know anything about this movie going into it i it wasn't on my radar like it was for you It wasn't my favorite. I didn't connect to it emotionally in the same way that obviously you did. I think there were some really cool visuals. There's this scene where in the very beginning, one of the humans is sort of cowering in the forest and these deer horns come up behind his head. So it looks like he has horns before you realize that it's actually a humanoid deer that raises up behind him. So I do think that there are some cool images in this, but for me, the core conceit of the movie that humans are animals and animals are humans, there wasn't a lot to it. It felt to me kind of like, I'm going to sound like a jerk. It it felt like a baby vegan coming up with a movie idea, you know, like somebody who had just started <laughs> to become vegan. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting world to look at and I'd like, I'd like to see it expanded with mm, a budget. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And maybe that's all it needs is a long, a little bit, unfortunately for Rachel, a little bit of a longer runtime and some no! money. <laughs> <laughs> but does it have an ending? Yeah. yeah. I'm in. All right. <laughs> it belongs on the list. It's one of 10 movies that had an ending this year. <sighs> awesome. Okay. Well, let's get into – now, this is one that I think 
I think we all saw this one. Our number six movie is one of my favorites and hit my number seven on my list, which is the Slumber Party Massacre remake that came out this year on, I think it was on Sci-Fi and Hulu. And honestly, I... Obviously, the original is a feminist classic, and so this one had a lot to live up to. And I really feel that it it did hit, like it did live up to that legacy while modernizing it for this generation of feminism. The mm-hmm. things that it was critiquing in the culture and the things that it was critiquing in the genre were things that were going to be much more resonant now. I know it's a classic and it's beloved. The original. You know, it, it it is a product of its time. So uh, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very clever. I thought the kills were great, especially considering I, I was concerned because it was going to, you know, sci-fi and, and Hulu. Like, I didn't know if they were going to be able mm-hmm. to, you know, really bring it with the driller killer. And they did. And I, th- oh, yeah. I loved mm-hmm. the way it flipped a lot of the sexist tropes that are endemic to the slasher genre. I love the way that it gender flipped that. And it was... Not just like, haha, boys take it, but what it really did was highlight the absurdity of a lot of those things. It really did show you how how ridiculous they are, and it kind of worked to be like, yes, I have a, a sort of a blindness to this when I'm watching these movies as a woman but also for men watching it i watched it with my partner who was just like this is stupid i was like well can i'd like to show you nine thousand other slashers <laughs> because this scene exists it's just d- gender flipped oh, oh no, yeah. the shower yeah the shower yeah, yeah. the pillow fight the way that people behave at slumber parties i mean i never went to a slumber party like that yeah right the splitting up the tripping over everything Yes. So the killer gets you. Yes. The way that characters are basically nameless with guy mm-hmm. one and guy two. Well, there's there's a scene, too, where one of the guys is like, I don't want to go out there. It's like, well, we have to. We're the guys. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, nobody actually has to go out there, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I really love this one. What about you guys? Yeah, this one is yeah. so much fun. I mean, all the things you were saying are totally true. And I just think it's so smart because it really, instead of kind of undoing everything that the original Slumber Party Massacre did, it really builds on it and draws out a lot of the sort of feminist points that she tried to put into that movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, some of that stuff didn't make it past script and didn't make it into the final cut. And I feel like this adds all those things back in but because of the gender flip it's like even more and even bigger mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and it's just fun i need more fun movies like this it's just a really fun time i laughed a lot with this movie mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. we actually covered this one on more deadly and we got to interview the director which was really cool yes yeah, she mm-hmm. was great danishka asker hazy is she was i mean this is true of basically all the women we talked to this year all the women filmmakers was brilliant and thoughtful and funny and um and i think that it really comes through in this film yeah yeah absolutely well how about you matilda i know you saw this one it didn't make your list but did you like it i did yeah yeah i mean i think on my list there was only so much room yeah totally yep. <laughs> right and to be honest slashers are not gonna always rise to the top of that mm-hmm, for me about mm-hmm. in terms of things that stick with me, especially totally. what we talked about is kind of my, and so as much as I'm totally appreciative that so many women directors are taking on slashers, I think there are better uses of our time. Also. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 
hilarious. I think I totally they're more interesting. But I also understand than... what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, a little of it, fine. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to sit through so many slashers now. That's how we're yeah, gonna Stockholm I... syndrome you into liking. It. <laughs> uh, I just I love a good slasher, and I it's a it's another one of those things where I need to watch the art house movies that really make me think and ruminate and you know, explore sort of emotions and ideas that I wouldn't necessarily explore on my own. But I also need the really light, fun, just bloody, gory stuff. And slashers do that for me. But this yeah. one was both, though. This one was yeah, both. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why I like this. This one was interesting for that reason. Yeah. We'll turn you around eventually. No, I one know. One of these days, just, Matilda. <laughs> I just feel like because I started watching horror in the 80s, there's so much about slashers that are like, well, I know this wasn't made for me and I was not given two thoughts by anybody involved in the production mm. of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's you were. hard You're the to big like... titted goth girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right. Somehow it's terrible through every scene. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just feel like the genre itself, there's some bitterness that I have about the genre itself. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. But one of these days, you know how we got you to like the boys, even though you hate superhero movies? Yeah. One day we're going to find the slasher that is the boys. I mean, we kind of did this year. We'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We got close. I bet there'll be more. No. And I I totally understand this makes me such a horror killjoy. (laughs) No, no. It's fine. You like what you like. I'm not a super big slasher fan either, so I, I'm somewhere between you and Ariel. I have some patience for them, but they're, I'm never like, reaching for a slasher until this latest women-directed round. Yeah. Now I'm excited I, for them because I'm like, oh, they're going to say something. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And there are some truly bad and offensive slashers out there. But to me, it's almost like the cozy mystery of horror movies it's so familiar and Mm. sort of safe most of the time Mm -hmm. that it's just sort of pure enjoyment and entertainment Mm -hmm. and doesn't require a ton out of me and now i'm excited for the idea that they can be more than that yeah but i don't know i don't even always need them to be for me to have a good time they might not end up on my top 10 list then but i still want to watch them oh totally Yeah. yeah totally no, we're calling for the end of all slashers. That's it. <laughs> Damn <It's> done. No. <laughs> Podcast over. Ariel can't have them. <laughs> if we don't like them, Ariel can't have them. That's, That's how the world works. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to another bright spot this year. <laughs> so you don't like slashers, Matilda, but this one made, really, made it really high on your list. What is our number five movie of the year? Our number five pick is Violation. Whew. So good. Ooh, another Shutter original. Whew. Yeah, this is the so opposite good. of Vicious Fun. <laughs> oh, yes. Although it is also appropriately named. <laughs> this is Vicious. Definitely for sure. It's Vicious. Yeah. Maybe not fun in the same way. But. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so I think in, part of what I love about this is that, you know, so many times in horror, there's this kind of like stranger danger thing or mm-hmm. if, you know, like if a woman is being hurt or threatened with harm in a horror movie, there's kind of this, it's personal, but she doesn't know why it's personal thing. And in this one, it gets at the way that, violence most often happens to women Mm -hmm. in our lives actually is people we know and people that are close in a 
in an uncomfortable right. way. And this movie is uncomfortable. Oh god. It's um, so painfully uncomfortable. It's and you're very right, it gets at that it gets at the way that it can happen with somebody that you know that you and like. also the that you like and you also how like, gray trust, and muddy have a that relationship can make things. with. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the most realistic horror movie I saw in a number of ways. Yeah. Yes. And it was so well done and such a good, it it could get at the brutality of interpersonal violence without being exploitive. I think Sarah talked about that with us and I think that's right Right. on the money. I think people avoid this film because they know the genre that it belongs in, which is rape revenge. But the thing that they're avoiding it for is the most delicately dealt with scene. Yeah. It's an intense and painful scene, but not in the way that it is typically executed in this type of movie. This isn't the... Revenge is not the justification for watching the violation. That Right, and the violation isn't yeah. filmed to titillate the audience. At right. all. At, at all. all. But but what it does is it there's another movie that is not going to make our list this year, which is Promising Young Woman, which is all about sort of the cost of the revenge part of it. But I think that this one is done so much better. It yeah. doesn't need the mm-hmm. candy coating, twee sort of presentation. Instead, it's incredibly stark and is, mm-hmm. is singularly focused on the internal experience of our central character. And I like the juxtaposition of the before and after because it's like mm-hmm. the before her and the sister, you know, the sister's like, yeah, you were always coming in to save me from my screw ups. Da, da, da. And they're like laughing about it. And then after it's like, oh, you're riding in on your white horse again. You think I always need saving? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. the sister stuff is also super intense. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And then the scene where she ends up exacting her revenge Ooh is unlike anything I have ever witnessed before. My eyeballs have never seen anything like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, there are... And that was creative, I gotta say. It was was creative. creative. It's... He is made so vulnerable, and she has this sort of power that she uses in such disturbing but somewhat satisfying ways. Uh, it's, It's something. It's so violent, and unreal the extent she goes to to cover up her crime sort of i mean she's methodical yeah. yes <laughs> he's vulnerable but still just a disgusting piece 100%. of 100 percent. yes yeah yeah yep. yeah i mean, I mean yeah. someone said that this is basically the movie that if someone doesn't understand gaslighting mm. that this is the movie to put on or that doesn't understand right. rape culture this is the movie to put on and i was like yeah that yeah. scene where yeah. he yeah where she invites him in before she starts doing stuff to him and he He's, starts talking and it's yeah it's gaslighting. his That's version of the event i've jerked yeah. off yes. in the shower to thinking about uh, about yeah. you know, the last time we were together and i'm like Makes your skin crawl. Yeah. But I mean, I love the ambiguity of it. Like, I love how their versions differed because it's what is so messy about it is it's unclear how much of it is gaslighting and how much of it is a total misunderstanding of what occurred. Mm -hmm. And I think that Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's a lot of this kind of stuff is not like stranger in a bush. You know what I mean? It is complicated. It is messy. And it, and the revenge part is ugly. I also appreciate that this movie was partially on behalf of protecting her sister, but also on behalf of herself, which is mm-hmm. I'm, definitely the by proxy revenge. Yeah. I'm another kibosh on by proxy revenge, I think. 
Yeah, I don't and know. I love this, this movie. Sort of oddly joyful ending with the ice cream, you know? I mean, <laughs> great. Yes and no with the ice cream. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want well, any, but. <laughs> my, my thing was the incident wasn't necessarily ambiguous just because of the fact, like, dude, don't fuck your sister in law. Just don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. when she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, when she's yeah. asleep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it, it almost seems clear that he either thought this from the beginning or convinced himself that it was totally ding, ding, ding. fine. Yeah. And on yeah. yeah, you know, on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And so to watch those interactions and those conversations happen between them and to go back and forth from what's happening to the memories are it's really interesting. Yeah, well, cuz cuz the thing is for her it was obviously a violation. For yes. him it was like Oh, I put my dick where I shouldn't have, and uh, you know, please don't yeah. start start bullshit with my wife, please. Just you know, right? He thought he had crossed, yeah. you know, a social cue instead of an assault cue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the the level of I feel like in most other movies like this, she would have revealed what was happening to someone, and the emotional isolation of this movie mm-hmm. is so yeah. effective. Mm-hmm. Just her sitting in that hotel room. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, my complaints about it were just the beginning. You're doing a lot of character building, but you're also, but there's also all these scenes of again the inverted or the mirrored, the, the arty farty uh, stuff as you described yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all these all, you know long drawn out shots on a on a spider in a web that eventually like cut to to them sitting at a picnic table, and you're like, what, what, why did I just spend thirty seconds looking at this spider? Yeah, I mean, I think that the director is trying to put some visual metaphors in there for you, but I agree that it it read a little bit student in some of those scenes where it's so confidently directed and written for the Mm -hmm. rest of it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised when it ended up on your list because I remember when you were ready to bail when you were watching it. (laughs) This needs to go somewhere. You're like, if something had happened, I was like, something happened. Stick with it. Something (laughs) happened. The the thing that that you really need to know going into this is that the story is told out of order. Yeah. Yeah. So track the hair. Attention to hair. Track the hair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The hair tells all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So keeping on a dark trajectory here, (laughs) let's move on to our number four, which I think was your number one, Ariel. What's our number four this this year? This is Saint Maud. <laughs> I freaking love yes. this movie. Yeah. It is yes. beautifully directed. The cinematography is gorgeous. It's acted so well. And then the story of it is super compelling about this nurse who had a traumatizing experience at work and quit the hospital to be an at-home nurse to this former dancer and their relationship dynamics, the ways in which she has clung to this kind of overblown idea of God and religion and her strange, somewhat sexual connection to God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all fascinating. The self-harm stuff, the interactions she has in the bar scene. The bar scene is And that guy she goes home with. It's Well, her patron saint was Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just think it's a beautifully made movie. And I know that some people claimed this had an ambiguous ending. I a hundred percent disagree with what? it. 
because it is very clear. Very definitive you, Because you see exactly what's happening in her mind's eye and exactly what's happening in reality. So either way you cut it, you know what happened in the end. Yeah. And it's yeah. great. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that final shot. Yeah, this was my anonymous animals where I was just waiting, waiting, waiting. It kept getting postponed. It was supposed to come out early last year. And so when it finally dropped this year, I was like, thank God. And uh, the problem is with those, you build them up, right? And then when you see them, it's rare to have that experience of being like, oh, no, no, no. This was worth the wait. And this one was worth the wait. It is incredible. Well acted wonderfully moody great wallpaper the wallpaper alone in this movie the wallpaper game is so fucking strong i can't even tell you i cannot wait to see what rose glass does next because this is absolutely i just loved it absolutely the performances of i'm gonna say her name incorrectly it's morphid something oh god she's incredible in this yeah she is and Mm -hmm. i love the subtle use of cgi in this to when she's having her godgasms it's actually Mm -hmm. really well deployed in my opinion i know that we can be a little hard on cgi but in this case i thought the way that it kind of took places to the uncanny was really really great oh totally Mm -hmm. agree and that the way her eyes change and stuff yeah haunting Absolutely. Yeah, and I funny. feel like this movie could have been made in a way that was disrespectful to the main character, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah, because they could have played her off as just like, oh, she's a religious fanatic. Yeah, but it, way it more complex. Play her off as 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 the quirky as the the quirky you know obsessive religious fanatic. There was definitely these very human about it. Yeah, yes. when she's using mm-hmm. it as such a coping mechanism, you know, yeah. that she's clinging to her religion because she can't deal with what happened. And we don't life. necessarily it's... know what happened. because I'll... I mean, we know what happened with the patient. And we know that yeah. she's had experiences with sexual assault in her past as well. But the patient thing, I mean, when she's having that experience with the guy from the bar, mm-hmm. we get a flashback to exactly what happened in the hospital mm-hmm. where her hands literally go through a man's chest as – she was performing CPR, which, by the way, we covered this on More Deadly. That's a true story. Ooh. And now it's stuck in my brain forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a slideshow edition from this year for right? sure. Right? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I just loved how much respect they hand- with which they handled the main character. I thought it was beautiful. And I, I loved the relationship between the two women. Yes. Oh, it was fascinating. Mm. It was just across the board. All right. (laughs) Oh, let's get into our number three. Let's get into something weird. This this hurt my heart (laughs) so bad that this wasn't the number one. I was like, like, I couldn't. The math. The math. (laughs) It was my number two. And I flip-flopped between St. Maud and Tatane over. Oh, sorry. I just spoiled it. (laughs) Rude. You just stole Matilda's thunder. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm sorry because it wasn't even on my list. Oh, oh, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why in, in a moment. All right. Okay. Matilda, what's our number three small movie of the year? <laughs> our number three movie and my number one movie of the year my was two. Tatane. <laughs> Yours oh, too. Yes. I struggled with every other spot on my list. This one, I went, just went boom. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Number one movie of the year. Number one movie of the decade. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so this is Tatane. This is the Julia DeCorno's second movie, the director of Raw. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. I stand by that movie theater in Syracuse who put the thing on their matinee that said, this movie will mess you up. Correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking Accurate. love this movie so much. It's so good. No other movie got under my yeah. skin like this movie. Sorry, go ahead. Please, you. Yeah, you had said in the Discord, you had, you had watched it before me and you had predicted that I would sit there like Colin Robinson, like yes. getting excited. And that is correct. <laughs> I love this movie. That Cadillac can get it. All of everything about this movie is great. <laughs> I love how morally ambiguous it is. It yes. just has all the, and it does have an ending. There's a lot of untidy oh, yeah. threads at the end, but also there is an ending that mm-hmm. is something. Mm-hmm. Something to behold. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I practically when the the body horror in this is so good. And when she is bleeding, when she's leaking motor oil out of her nipples, I practically stood up and cheered. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it. I mean, these were the this is the only movie that I took to the discord because I could not watch it alone i was watching it alone and i was like i need a i need a community (laughs) experience because i i cannot hold this i cannot hold i felt like i don't know i i felt like i was holding one of the infinity stones or something i was gonna explode if i did not have (laughs) (laughs) i was so glad you had got on discord because i had watched it too by myself the day before and because we were going to cover it on more deadly and i was just waiting waiting for you to finally get around to watch it i felt like i was counting down the minutes and then when you started basically live messaging i needed you to hold my hand (laughs) because i couldn't do it alone and all i I need somebody else to know why is miss holden not watching this at the same time i need community i need my people. I need that keening scene from Midsummer, but on Discord talking about Titan. I need you all to keen with me. I mean, what would this have been like in a theater? I can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, I feel like half the theater would have walked out. Caitlin Grant from Plug oh, It Up yeah. saw it with a friend in the theater, and she said that she just kept looking over to her friend, being like, "Did that just happen?" Am I really watching this? I mean, <laughs> correct. That is the correct response. Every time I'd be like, okay, this is the kind of movie this is. I've settled into this. Oh, nope, nope. Yeah. It's a totally different movie. And now I'm totally emotionally invested in this. I cared more about the relationship between her and the, the dad than any other relationship in anything else I've watched this year. I, yeah, which I Which totally makes agree. no sense. But it like. No, it doesn't because it's so fucked up and weird. But you care about mm-hmm. them so much. And there's so much weirdly there is so much honesty in their relationship even though they're both basically buying into this lie yeah Yeah. and another movie where cpr is a pivotal character (laughs) moment said to the macarena i mean this movie is insane it is insane Well, well you know spotify actually has a cpr playlist Really? Oh, really? Yeah. There's a Simpsons joke because in the U.S. they tell you, you know, when you do CPR that to do the compressions to the beat of staying alive. Yeah. Right. So there's a Simpsons joke where they find Mo has has tried to kill himself and they and the the guys cut him down and they're like, there's a Bee Gees song that to do CPR to help him stay alive. And I wish I could remember which song it is because we oh, I want I him to stay that. alive. And then it cuts to Homer doing doing compressions and they're singing How Deep Is Your Love. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that movie. 
That movie. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, this movie has a scene where a woman fucks a car and 20 minutes later, you barely remember that You've forgotten because it. a million other things You've that are even crazier have occurred. That death by yeah. bar stool has happened. Yes. Um, oh, there's, that, that you're vibing awesome. with firemen to some bomb ass music. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that fire, that fireman scene where she's, where she's up on the, on the fire truck dancing. Oh my and, God. And like the crowd just stops. I oh love how God. it pans over and you can see the expression on the faces of the guys that were like, but, but I'm straight. Why am I? Yeah. There's a lot of uncomfortable boners in this movie for everyone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Including Matilda. For, right. <laughs> for, for me, for me, the reason why the, <laughs> for, for me the reason why this didn't make the list is because when i saw raw i saw raw went what the fuck was that and watched mm-hmm. it again uh-huh i saw this and went what the fuck was that uh, i don't know <laughs> oh, okay that's I funny I, I watched i've watched it three or four times this year and even just pulling the clip for our christmas episode i was like i gotta watch it again and then i i've been listening to the soundtrack over and over no again. soundtrack's banging I just, yeah. I'm about the music that is life. banging. The color palette is awesome. The stories definitely keeps you going. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the mm-hmm. fuck? It just, it just didn't resonate with me the way it resonated with all of you for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. Maybe yeah, if I had fair. seen no, this, that's fair. I mean, it has a very distinct flavor that is not going to yeah. be for everyone. And maybe had I not seen this without the peanut gallery, I do think your oh. viewing experience was not optimal. <laughs> Don't say that. Mm. (laughs) Because this is a movie that you can't question. You just have to let it take you. And if you're and I and I think that that the peanut gallery is a lot is very logical. That's not a bad way to be, but it's not optimal for this viewing experience. And for the listeners that don't know, my wife talks through movies and stuff, which is why a lot of times I just prefer to watch stuff by myself on my phone or on my computer because I start getting into a movie and she's like, oh, really? That happened? Oh, yeah, sure. Run up the stairs topless. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But, you know, she talks to movies she likes to watch, too. So that's... it's and that's fine. That, yeah. I'm just saying there's some movies the that it is. That's not fine. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> come on. We have a, a mutual friend who's getting into horror films who also talks through movies. Oh, no! There's hair made in heaven. And we all watch Titan together. So I, I, I gotcha. really think next, next time I'm just going to have to watch I'd be curious watch it on to my see own if you watch it by yourself them. what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I do yeah. think some movies are great to have a peanut gallery for. That can enhance the experience. But Willy's t- Wonderland. Yeah, great. Sure, absolutely. Great show to talk, oh, yeah. to talk through. That, and, that and there's no dialogue. dialogue. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But I think Titan is one you have to just kind of slip into, like the backseat of a sexy Cadillac. And yes, <laughs> let it have its way with you. you. I immediately <laughs> texted belly my kept mom. getting bigger. You did. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did what your mom say i was like mom i think you have to watch this and she was like oh i loved it i wanted the baby to be a car though <laughs> <laughs> i love your mom oh my gosh well cat was like wow she's getting big quick and i said well you don't have sex with a cadillac and expect to give birth to a yugo good one all right well this isn't even our number one movie so let's move on to our number two movie matilda what's our number two movie since someone stole your thunder on number three <laughs> our number two movie of the year is candy man Ooh. Yes. Mm. another of the most anticipated movies this year 
Yes. Yeah. The only movie I got to see in the theater. Oh, yep. that must have yeah. been so good. The only movie I've seen in the theater. I didn't see any movies in the theater this year. Not one. Well, you didn't miss anything. It was a stressful experience. So I did see Patton Oswalt. It helped that I was drunk. <laughs> I probably would have been way more stressed out if I wasn't drunk. <laughs> okay so who had this one the highest matilda i think you had this one the highest what i think we do i think this was my number two yep yeah so one of the things that i really you know we were talking about slashers earlier i'm so sorry to bag on slashers but it's fine we can we can take it big slasher can handle it it'll be fine fine. but i feel like you know one of the things that I've always been really aware of in horror movies is whose story is this? Mm -hmm. Who's the narrator and who is this for? And can't this kind of retelling or addition to, to the Candyman universe does such an interesting thing because I feel like the original movie, it's really Helen Lyle's story. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. in this, in this movie, you really get everybody in the neighborhood is just like, what's with this white lady, right? That's like running around the neighborhood. And you actually get the stories that are more central to the characters and Mm -hmm. to Candyman. And it's so well done. Yeah, I just loved I just loved how this retelling. Yeah, I mean, I love how it expands on the mythos of the original one. And then on top of all of that sort of great stuff, you also get great slasher scenes. All of the kills in this movie (laughs) are so much fun with the hook in the art gallery and the woman, you know, the art critic getting killed. It's the bathroom scene. Oh, I love that bathroom scene with all the teenage girls. Mm -hmm. It's just so much fun. And then the great body horror where he is turning into honeycomb essentially Mm, yeah so So good good. it's really good yeah i remember when the first one came out it had become an urban legend of a movie for Mm -hmm. my classmates it was like a challenge film to see and people talked about the hook and i felt like as i was watching this and these gruesome kills again that it could easily be that for a new generation of yeah audiences of of you know baby horror fans this yeah that challenge movie because it's so incredibly gruesome yeah, I love this movie. I think Yaha Mateen II, I believe his name is, is uh, incredible in this. This has been a mm-hmm. great year for him. Mm-hmm. He's been doing all kinds of really interesting things. And he was excellent in this. Absolutely excellent in this. Uh, everybody was, I thought. <laughs> I loved the death of the douchey art dealer was amazing. He was so good. Yes. The Achilles he, tendon. Like, he was so well written as a piece of shit and so yeah. satisfyingly <laughs> killed. I love the urban legend of it all, the mythology of it, the way that it explored that. I'm I'm glad Tony Todd got to pop in at the end because it would have made me really sad not to see him because he's yeah, such an yeah. icon of the genre yeah. in this role. Yeah. So it was great that he showed up in that fur coat. And yeah, I really loved this movie. Uh, it had a lot to live up to. And I think it really did. And it was really great. It was really great. Yeah. Oh, I love the brother character, too. Oh, yes. yes. The, yes. the brother and the husband. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. They're so funny. They bring a nice amount of levity to it without becoming caricatures. And he had he had one of the best lines in any movie this year when he says, "There's there's no dick good enough to be cavorting with demons." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, this movie is so good. Those shadows, also the way yes. they use the shadows, is so great. Yeah, mm-hmm. shadow um, puppets too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a movie that definitely has a point of view and has a message but you can also just have a good time also mm-hmm. yeah you could totally turn great. your brain off and just watch it as a fun time yeah 
It's both, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. totally. It's incredibly heartbreaking to you. The early scenes where we meet the the Candyman in the seventies is yes haunting. Yeah, haunting. yeah. I mean, oh, talk about a, a movie one. that reflects <laughs> current day anxieties. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Tiana Paris. I gotta. We have to talk about how amazing her character oh, Brianna is. Yeah. Like, I was like. Mm-hmm. If she dies, we fucking riot. <laughs> 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 She's amazing in this. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah, movie. I can't wait to see what Nia DaCosta does next. I, I I feel like she's doing a Marvel film next. She is. Right. I couldn't remember if it was Star mm-hmm. Wars or Marvel, but I know she has a no, it's she Marvel. A big yeah. one coming, and I cannot wait. I thought it I thought it was the um Miss Marvel? The, the new Miss Marvel? Oh, movie? yeah. The Marvels. That's what she's doing, the Marvels. Yes, oh, okay. I cannot wait for that. I know I know I'm the one Marvel. Well, no, Ariel, you're a Marvel fan too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. cannot wait for that one because it also has Tiana Paris in it again. So she's as one of the mm-hmm. Marvels. So can't wait. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right, y'all. The time has come. We must discuss our number one movie of the year. This one kind of surprised me that it ended up in the number one. I knew it would be me in the too. top half. Mm-hmm. I knew it would be in the top half. Yeah, so um, did I. I thought it would be a little one, bit lower. Yeah. But it was I'm one happy. of the few movies that was on all of our lists. And that's why it ended up Ooh, in our number one yeah. slot. So it had broad appeal. And we all liked it pretty well. So anyway, which I think is probably a fairly accurate description of the way that people responded to this movie in general. So Ariel, <laughs> what is our numero uno film? Or I guess series of films in 2021. <laughs> Our number one pick is the Fear Street trilogy directed by Woo! Lee Janiac. Lee Janiac fucking killing the game. Killing the game. I know. Not one, not two, not three, but three. <laughs> three horror movies this year. Oh, so, so uh, fun. I loved Fear Street. So Fear Street was number three on my list. And I just think this was one of the most fun times we Mm -hmm. all had together this year because coming out week by week we got to watch them and interact with each other and our patrons on discord and it was just so much fun i think these are such a great throwback to you know 70s and 90s horror movies and then you get this witch one too there's great slasher stuff the characters are charming and enjoyable it has an overarching plot line that's really fun and isn't totally in the end isn't totally what you thought it was going to be in the beginning Mm -hmm. these are just so much fun I always start off when I'm writing my list putting the ones that I'm like, these are the best Mm -hmm. movies of the year. And those always go to the front of the like most artistic, most well acted, the Oscars of horror movies. And then there's always one that just sneaks all the way up to the top for me because it's just (laughs) pure fun and joy because that is a part of my horror fandom. I know that the joke now is that I like slow arty farty horror movies and i do and i embrace that but there is a part of me too that is that girl that fell in love with horror at slumber parties that just loves the Mm -hmm. the fun parts of horror the gruesome kills and the sort of you know hyper realistic world all of that kind of stuff there that is still a part of me so i can love violation and i can recognize that that is a quote-unquote better film but there, there's a piece of my heart that will always grab some sort of 
fun horror movie and push it to the top of my list. This was my number two <laughs> this year for mm-hmm. all the reasons that you said of it was the one of the few moments of community that I felt this year because so much many of us watched them together. Um, and it was one of those things where I had weekly anticipation and felt like every week I got something delicious and it was exciting when they would drop on Netflix. It was the tentpole event movie of the summer experience that I have not had for the last few years and that I didn't even realize how much I missed. And it's woman directed right. and it's fucking queer. Of course I loved this movies. movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, we're used to in the summer getting some big blockbuster horror movies. And generally, those big blockbuster ones are the frothier, Mm -hmm. fun horror movies. And we've been missing that. And although some have dropped to streaming services before, this one, it felt like everybody was Mm -hmm. watching in the same way that they would have if it had been in the theater for two months. You know, it was the Tiger King of 2021. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Except for it had a happy ending instead of making you want to fucking curl up in a ball and cry about tiger treatment in the U.S. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to shower after watching this one. I just wanted to shower more of it into my eyes. Well, and the payoff Mm. in this one was Mm. so good. I guess this is an unpopular opinion, but number three was my favorite because the payoff was so good. And... It gets at one of my favorite things about horror, which is a group of kids have to solve a bunch of yes. adult problems. Yes. Stuff in the most fun way. And the characters were so good. There was that maybe question we were kind of asking each other lately in the Discord about which horror movie character you would want to spend the holidays with. It's totally the kid in this movie. <laughs> oh, the younger brother? <laughs> the brother? Yes, yes, he's yes. so adorable. He's the sweetest serial killer. The sweetest and... <laughs> character of any movie this year. You're yeah. so right. And the fact that a movie that is partially set in the 90s ends with a scene where they defeat the bad guys with mm-hmm. super soakers is just and fantastic. The... And with CK1. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yes, CK1. <laughs> what did she say? Like, you smell like a baby prostitute? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, the music in this too when it opened on a nine inch nail song i was like hello i'm in yeah you got me this is my youth i know how did what is the music it must be it must be just insane it must have been yeah but yeah the music budget had to have been outrageous but i do have one caveat to this and i think this needs to be a moratorium throughout cinema and television Uh oh uh oh okay you need to stop introducing the quote-unquote bad kids to cherry bomb especially oh. the bad girls <laughs> yeah fair there are that's thousands fair of other songs that were made in the 70s and and right. even up to up to today that you can use just give cherry bomb a rest okay there's even yeah. other joan yep. jett songs probably that you can pull like it does right bad yes! reputation yes yeah. yes there Down you go with cherry bomb up with bad reputation 2022 another yeah. directive <laughs> Right, there's a whole girl school catalog you can mine for this. Just go right? find something else. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, girl school. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Fear Street, you know, everything you guys said, absolutely, absolutely love them. And there were some definitely shocking, surprising, super gory kills. Yes. Characters you didn't Red think Slicer. were going to end up getting it did. 
I, I know Matilda loved all the witchy stuff. I know Rachel, you loved all the witchy stuff. To me, that the the pacing on it was a little bit a little bit off, a little slow. I think it could have moved a little bit quicker than it did. But then it, the arty farty will go by too fast. You need to slow for the arty farty. Really <laughs> soak it in. That third, that third installment, once it got back to the mall, once it got back to uh, 1994, I was, was I like, was part two. In. I was like, I was, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was 100% there on board and was just like, fuck yeah. And then how it all comes to a head. So mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And I, I just love that this film these films are so much meaner and more violent than I expected from a Correct. Netflix series about a YA series, yep. you know, book series. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes me hopeful about what we could get from Netflix in mm-hmm. coming years, yeah. that they were right. willing to go totally. this far with well, it. Well, I'm hoping that they make good on the promise of sequels. I like sure we, hope this so. This might be the last I feel like they were popular time. This may not be the last too. time we go there. We also have... The Midnight Club coming from Mike Flanagan next year. Right. Yeah. Which is also going to be on mm-hmm. Netflix. And it is another YA adaptation. And if we know they went there with this, maybe they'll go there with that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll have a ni- n- new Mike Flanagan joint that doesn't have a beach full of dead cats. That's all I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. All right, y'all. That was our top 10 for 2021. So there were some things that we all loved, but that didn't make the list. So I wanted to give you guys each a chance to highlight something that didn't make the list that you feel like belong on your, in your heart, your top 10. So we'll start with you, Ariel. Tell me uh, your honorable mentions this year and why they, why they belong on this list. If there was justice. (laughs) So my two honorable mentions actually did make it onto my top 10 list, but didn't make it into our combined one. The first one I actually don't think anybody else saw is called yeah. My Heart Can't Beat Unless tried. You Tell It To. I couldn't get there. I tried. <laughs> I don't totally get it. I wanted to, and then you were like, it's really good, but it's super sad. I'm like, I, I can't do that. Damn right it. Now. See, this is another hack. Yes, you, you are too honest. <laughs> I am too honest yes. about it, and then I ruin it, up. and now I live with it forever. put the thumbs up on there. Then we all, we all flock yeah. to it. I was just, I was trying to be nice so you would know, like, what kind Have of Have you mood met us assholes? <laughs> Hagazusa taught you nothing? <laughs> uh, I'm going to learn my lesson next year. No oh, notes. You can do animal no violence notes, notes though. Just... Animal violence notes are welcome. <laughs> all right, I mean, well, no notes on ones you actually want us to watch. I put notes on some stuff that I was like, look, this is good, but it's fucking grim, and I don't care if you watch it. It's just an arrow up. But if you're thumbs up okay. it, or you need other people to experience it. <laughs> I thought that'd be enough. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, this movie is about siblings, two brothers and a sister, and their youngest brother is essentially a vampire. He has to drink blood in order to survive. And so the older siblings are caretaking for him. They take care of him because he's often really, really weak and super sick and he can't leave the house. And they have to provide for him both financially and by killing people for him. And so the movie is about the sibling dynamics between the three of them and the sort of existential crisis that the older brother is going through as he's forced to provide for his younger brother and a sister who is like protect the family at all costs. I don't care what we have to do. We can't Mm -hmm. let our brother die. And it's sort of about 
all of that happening and their relationships kind of falling apart and the you know younger brother wanting to leave and it's it's really really good it's very emotional and sad in some places but the acting is phenomenal and the script writing is so good so i really really would recommend people watch this at some point because i think it's worth your time and i haven't really heard anybody talking about it it kind of flew under the radar for some reason okay and then my next one is much more fun it's a quiet Mm, place too yay i'm so glad you Mm -hmm. liked it (laughs) nobody else watched it i was like this is solid this is good i still haven't seen it my god Okay, oh so goodness, just Sarah. I'm just gonna put it out there. It is not a peanut gallery movie. No, it cannot yeah, be a peanut that's, gallery that's movie. Yeah, yeah. Ruined ruined why I you, need, you need the house to yourself. Yeah. You need quiet. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I absolutely loved the first Quiet Place. I think that it might have been the top of my list that year. For me, the silence just builds tension so mm-hmm. effectively yeah. that it works to scare me in a way that other movies aren't because I'm just on the edge of my seat, muscles tensed up for basically the mm-hmm. entire runtime. Couple that with the familial relationships, especially the father-daughter one in the first movie. And then this one basically picks up exactly where the second or where the first mm-hmm. one ended. And we also get a flashback scene that's really great to sort of when everything yes it's so good (laughs) that is so good the monster design i absolutely love i love that in this second one we get more of the daughter's Mm -hmm. story and sort of her getting to be the hero of the day and Killian Murphy is mm-hmm. great. It's just a really, really great movie. And although I definitely can nitpick on some of the decisions mm-hmm. that were made, especially about the mom character, mm-hmm. Emily Blunt's character, I still think that there is so much good stuff here and it's so much fun. And honestly, I think the only reason this didn't do well is because it dropped on Paramount Plus right when that streaming mm-hmm. service first opened and nobody mm-hmm. really had it. Oh, yeah. and so nobody watched it because of that. I mean, it's why I didn't watch it right off the bat. So... I just hope that people give it a chance because I really want another one. I, I want to see we're where it's going to go for yeah, number no, three. I think we're getting a third one. Okay, good, good, good. But yeah, these movies are just super effective for me. I know that the the plot sort of idea might not work for everybody, but it totally yeah. works for yeah. me. Awesome. All right. Well, how about you, Matilda? What were your honorable mentions this year? So my honorable mentions, which were also on my list, but not on our mm-hmm. bigger list. Mm-hmm. One was The Columnist, which I think a couple of yeah. you had seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which to me was like candy. It was just so good and fun and light. And I just loved it. (laughs) I agree. It it was on my top 10 for quite a bit of time until sort of the last couple of months. Yeah. I thought it was really fun too. Great kills. The violence, excellent. I love that she's keeping, you know, thumbs or whatever in her freezer. Mm -hmm. And the sort of social commentary stuff is interesting, but it's also just a blast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the sweet little, like, you know, I think light revenge movies might be kind of my fun candy movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And Uh so this is perfect for that. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, And then the other one that was on my list was The Vigil. I'm so glad you have this on here. It is really good. It does so much with so little. Mm -hmm. And it does so much with, it's really a movie about trying to leave something that isn't working for you. That's very true. And how hard it is to do that. And it is so good at what it does. 
And so it was the one that like edged into my top 10 at the last minute because I was like, I, this has to be mentioned somewhere here because I feel like not a lot of people saw this, but it's so good. Yeah. So one of our patrons, Eddie, turned me on to this movie and I really enjoyed it too. I think it's really effectively creepy also because yeah. you're spending all this time, you know, with, um, you know, somebody who's deceased and in this house where creepy things are happening. And I also just, you know, we get so many possession movies and so many exorcism style movies about Catholicism and we don't get a lot of Jewish ones. Yeah. I mean, this is something I hadn't ever really seen done before. And so that alone made it really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the, the um, amount of creep they can get out of some very simple yes. effects is really right. good. All right. How about you, Sarah? What were your honorable mentions this year that didn't make the top 10 list? Uh, my first one um, is a, a movie called We Should Do Something. Mm, best jump scare of the year, period. Point blank. Totally. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, Horrifying. Um, yeah. I was doing something else and I had to set it down because I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Th- this is the premise of this is it starts with a family that is trapped in a bathroom and obviously like obviously their their home is mid-century modern by the bathroom because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's like cinder block walls and those like glass bricks and and you know tile tile everywhere and so it's i mean they're they're in this bathroom as this tornado is coming through and obviously they live somewhere where there's you know tor- tornadoes are a regular thing because you know, they're just kind of like, okay, we're just going to go hang out in the bathroom and wait it out. And then it's like, there's no waiting. Then what happens is a tree falls and they can't get out. And so they're waiting and waiting. And then it's like, it suddenly becomes, it starts to become really apparent that like, nobody's coming for them. And then through flashbacks, you start to see like, kind of what led up to the tornado. And in the meantime, all the family conflict is going on. Like the mom's cell phone keeps pinging and the dad keeps taking sips from his thermos. And, you know, it just the 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 family dynamic is fucked. The situation that brings about this tornado, and I use that in air quotes, um, is kind of is pretty fucked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely the best jump scare of the year. Mm-hmm. and it's not a cheap one either it's a good one yeah 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 and and you know this it's basically carried by by the acting it's 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 not gory it's not um you know it, it's it's a monster movie in in, a, in some aspects, but you never actually see the monster. And Pat Healy is really channeling his inner Nick Cage. Yeah, in this one. oh yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> he is, going he is for coming it. for his gig. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he turns around and he's bleeding from the eyes because he's been eating the alcohol swabs. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, my my second one is Willy's Wonderland. I fucking so love glad. this movie. This movie was actually number one on my list until I saw Vicious Fun, and then Anonymous Animals took the spot. So oh. my, list, my list was Anonymous Animals, Vicious Fun, Willy's Wonderland. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I fucking love this movie. It is bonkers. It has got mm. some great kills. It's gross, and 
it's Nick Cage being Nick Cage without all the yelling. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, it's that is so I've, funny. It, it's, it's really funny great. and fun, and it's what a Splits movie had been. Mm. Another Dinesh Eskerhaisi film, by yep. the way. I wish it had come later in the year because I feel like I had forgotten how great it was until I pulled clip, the clip for the year, the 2021, or the Christmas special, that's what it was. Mm. God, this movie is fun. Nick Cage is amazing in it. He's having the best time. It's it's goofy and silly and genuinely creepy and just so weird. Mm-hmm. I love this strange. movie. <laughs> Him and those damn energy drinks. So good. Oh, that pinball so dancing. The pinball dance moves. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was that's like one of the best gifts of the year is just like him in the plain pinball. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I had a couple honorable mentions as well. As you have predicted, one of them is Censor, (laughs) (laughs) which I know is a movie that resonated for me more than it did anyone else this year, which is fine because it is, again, another one of those ones that has a very specific flavor that is not for everyone. But if it is for you, then it's great. I thought the acting was incredible. I loved, I think for me, it was mostly just I liked falling into that world a little bit. Um, I liked the aesthetic of it a lot. I like. I was very compelled by just watching the main actor's face. Yeah, uh, the mystery I found really interesting, but also the way that it um, resolved the mystery in terms of it, like the way that she went down the rabbit hole, and the way that the film shot, film was shot, and the, the way the aspect ratio, all of those things were like visual clues of what was happening internally to her. Yeah. It was sort of like uh, Videodrome-esque without mm-hmm. body horror. Mm-hmm. It was like psychological Videodrome for me. And I did think it, like the ending was super fucked, which I liked. Yeah. And I, and I, there was enough there. It, in the same, it had the same ending as St. Maud, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, that you you got your answer, but it was all done through these quick flipping back and forth of like internal and external perspectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a re- really good one. And it's got a couple of really good kills in it, too. Oh, my God. The freaking trophy. Yes. Oh, it's so good. And that's another one where like you see a douche die and you're like, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the other one for me was a movie that I like have recommended multiple times this year. So it shouldn't be a surprise, which was Sun, uh, which was a movie that came out of nowhere for me mm-hmm. and had like major true detective vibes uh if the resolution for true detective was actually demonic <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if really all good. that like king in yellow turn carcosa stuff turned out to be real it would have been sun uh i thought the performances were really great uh particularly andy milichek who is the mom the places that she goes in order to protect her son i feel like this is kind of like a sister film to um your heart but won't beat unless i tell it to mm. like in terms of like how far you will go for the people that you love yeah that's true um one of the like most intense scenes this year was in that bathroom scene with oh, the guy she picked up yeah, outside the boy. hotel room that's brutal yeah yeah and i thought the actual a lot of times when you see the demon design everything right. in shadow is scarier and then it's unsatisfying when you get the full reveal I didn't feel that way with this one. It was <laughs> some Bosch esque shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it was really I good. was super, super into that. So yeah, Sun was one. I feel like I think it's on Shutter now, and it, it, it's another one that I feel is a little bit 
more below the radar than it should be. It's really so good. Check that one out. All right, cool. So what do you guys say we get into? I have a couple of uh, interesting stats about our list. I'll go through these really quickly because I know we're running a little bit long. Number of total movies that made our co- like collective list, mm-hmm. 21 this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I feel like more so than in past years, we were all... Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because there were a lot... Like there yeah. were a handful of top tier movies and then there were a lot of ones just below that, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that a lot of the things... What's interesting is a lot of the ones that ended up on each other's list mm-hmm. were ones that danced on and off of our own. Yeah, yeah. And so like we all had... Like we all just kind of went... Like we at the last minute, we we turned left instead of right on a few of these. <laughs> and so it like ended up with a bunch of... I'm actually... The one I'm most shocked about is Antlers because everybody really liked yes. that movie. Yeah. Yes! I I didn't put it in my in my honorable mentions because I thought for sure that Sarah was gonna bring. Yeah. I thought so <laughs> too, and I thought so too. But I was like really surprised that Willy One's Willy's Wonderland didn't make it in like number I ten. Know. I know that's probably my I fault because I didn't really like it that much. You didn't? <laughs> no, and there's so like, much strobing in that movie. I could hardly oh, watch it, strobing. and I just didn't yeah, find it fair. as interesting yeah. as I think you guys did. I think it probably if it wasn't constantly strobing at you, you could have got more into Maybe. it. Like that yeah. was just pulling you out because you had to like just lean in with that movie yeah um okay cool yeah you're right antlers told antlers was the one at the end that i was like oh this is gonna fuck up my list yeah me too yeah it, although it did actually make my top 10 it just didn't make our collective well because antlers antlers like anonymous animals those were the two that i was like so excited for in 2020 and then they just yeah never appeared never appeared and then it's like they kept getting pushed back because right. antlers was supposed to come out and like january and then it was like oh till Mm -hmm. june and then it just and it's like Mm -hmm. and then it came out and it was in the theaters for like a week and then disappeared yeah and then like like, it didn't show up and i mean like who puts it on vod like the last week of the year yeah i don't know (laughs) they waited too long but i mean it is really good and it was i wonder if they were trying to combine the advert like the promotion with Guillermo del Toro's actual movie that Nightmare Alley oh maybe maybe that's the one that's probably going to get we're going to talk about next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the one I was trying I to even remember forgot Nightmare Alley came out <laughs> yeah yeah it was my number your number 10 and my number nine yeah so. it was my number 10 until I watched A Quiet Place 2 like two days ago <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, I, for the I longest the time theater. I had 10 thumbs up I was like this is easy I'm just going to order yep. these and then I watched mm-hmm. Antlers and I was like get Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, Antlers not only is like that little boy's acting phenomenal, yes. but yeah. I mean, the 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 story is so sad. The world that it takes place in is just mm-hmm. gut wrenching. I mean, like when when Holly Hunter, who's in it briefly, is, you know, like, oh, yeah, Holly. you know, parents homeschool their kids all the time. So we don't smell the, the, the chemicals they make meth with on their clothes. Wait, Holly yeah. Hunter was in Antlers? No, no, but I, I, I you were talking about the, the principal. Oh, right. okay, gotcha. It's the it's the Field of Dreams lady. I can't okay. remember oh, her that's right. name. Wait, I miss yeah. Holly Hunter because I, I fucking I, love they Holly. They look Hunter. alike. Yeah. They look a lot alike, but I can't. Yeah. I can't remember her name. <laughs> They're a genre of lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, they are. But yeah, plus the Windigo design is just so cool. Oh, oh when it still really has the face when it has the face. So good. So good. I mean, we all know. The, one of my all-time favorite movies is a Wendigo movie, which yep. is... Um, the Ritual? Why am I blank? No, but that's a great movie, too. Why am I blanking? Ravenous. God, mm-hmm. I knew it was an... I'm going to with this Ravage. I'm like, that ain't right. Fucking Ravenous. love that movie. 
can't believe I went so many years without watching it. It is so great. You guys, we've already covered it on More Deadly, so I can't force you to watch it. But, like, if you have not watched Ravenous, you should fucking watch Ravenous. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. Antonia Bird was a genius. R.E.P. Okay. Um, Okay, back to our fun stats. Number of movies that appeared on all of our lists. And again, I think this really speaks to how hard this year was. Mm-hmm. That and how all over the place we were. Only three movies. That's wild. It's usually way more than that, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Candyman, Fear Street, and Violation were the only crazy. ones that showed up on all mm. of our lists. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. N- uh, number of movies that appeared on only one of our lists? Twelve. What? Wow. Wow. Damn. Out of More 21? than half of our movies That's were only on one of crazy. our lists. Yeah. We were all over the place this year. Okay. Number of movies directed by women that were nominated. So exciting. Eight. That's so exciting. And we got six on the list, right? The top six movies this year <laughs> were all directed by women. How, did we only have one on last year? Last year, out of all the movies we nominated, yeah. two were directed oh by God. women. One of them made our list in the number uh, in the top t- uh, in our top ten list, which was Amulet, directed by Romola. Gary. Right, mm-hmm. right. That is crazy. That is such a huge jump, dude. Huge yeah. jump. <laughs> Almost half the movies we picked were women by women directed, and our top six. And of those, only two didn't make the, the top That's ten. Crazy. The best so movies crazy. this year were all directed by women. Yeah, hundred percent. That's wild. And awesome and correct. Oh, it's such a great sea change. I love it. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, so that's what I've got for our stats. Awesome. That was really All fun. right. Let's do some quick. I'm going to skip some of these. All right. We can skip overall thoughts because we kind of already did that. Yep. I'm going to skip overall thoughts. I'm going to skip best scare because I feel like we covered that. Yeah. Unless anybody has one they want to talk about. No, oh, there's fine. one okay. I want to okay. mention. An honorable mention. Okay. Scare. What's your best scare of the year, Matilda? Uh, the the scene that I feel like needs to be somewhere on this podcast is the hatchet scene from In the Earth. Oh, yeah, 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 it does not stick the landing, but boy, there's some good stuff in that movie. Yeah, 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 and that hatchet scene is that hatchet scene will have you like twisting your whole body. <laughs> you will leave your body. You leave your body because it's so it's so drawn out. That's a big part of yeah. it. Is it's so drawn out. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right, this has been a great year for horror on TV. So let's just quickly talk about some of our favorites. Um, I'm going to go first mm-hmm. because I'm a dick. Um, <laughs> the two that really stood out for me this year were Chucky and Yellow Jackets. Oh. There was a lot of great horror, but those two I'm completely obsessed with. And they were like the two like two things that I love so much, which is like camp mm-hmm. and queerness. Mm-hmm. And queerness on both. And then the other one is like folk horror and girls behaving badly. So good. Yellow Jackets is phenomenal. It's not over yet. Uh, I think we still have two episodes left, maybe. Oh, I never wanted to end. But they're already it's, it's so already good. got a season two. So oh, yeah, Karen Kusama. this week. It is so oh, good, Sarah. It's phenomenal. Sarah. The acting is so good, and you are gonna love all of the women on it. They're it's so enjoyable so to watch, good. and it's getting so creepy. It's so good. It's so good. It's really, Christina really good. Christina Ricci, it, this is the best thing she's ever done. It wow. is. She, I expected her when 
so the movies when the show starts you just see them when they're young and i didn't know you thought it was, was a different what. character i uh, thought she was you? playing okay don't spoil it they haven't watched it yet anyways it is just it's so good melanie linsky is fantastic in it too i can't get a spoiler but the I was seen the episode I watched last night had the one where she her daughter tries to extort her uh-huh. and it doesn't and she go turns well. the table. Yeah. I was uh-huh. like, that was so satisfying. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good. Uh, I cannot wait to see how it ends. And I read that they actually have it planned, I think, for a five season arc. So I'm oh really, my God. Yes. really hoping I would, it gets all five. I would watch every fucking season. Yeah. yeah. Do yourself a favor and check that one out if you're not watching the it. The casting in it. Mm, so good. So and you said there's good. two more And again, more a bunch left. of women directors. Yeah, I think before the season ends. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Showtime is running a free the first... trial right now. Yes. So I'm, I've yep. been waiting until yes. it's close to the end of the series so I can do oh, it. Oh, my. Ladies, I need you to live tweet when you watch <laughs> yes. or not live or live Discord it because it take every episode takes twists and turns and it's so mysterious and so the the most gruesome thing I saw this year was in this. Show. Yeah, and honestly, one of the things I was worried about was that the teenage girls wouldn't be as Mm-mm. good as the adult Mm-mm. versions acting wise. Totally Mm-mm. wrong. I was They're totally amazing. wrong. Yep, it has the the daughter from uh. Uh, Santa Rita or Santa Clarita died. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's great. It's great in it. It has um, the girl from Sound of Violence is one of the main girls as a uh-huh. teen, and then I don't. I mean, I don't know the other girls, but like they're all fucking amazing. And it, it the adult stuff is also really like Christina Ricci is amazing, and then so <laughs> is um, what's her face, uh, Natural Born Killers. Why can't I think of her name? Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis is so. Good. <laughs> she's really good. She's so. She's, good. I mean, she was like made for this role. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like she just is showing up on yep. set and yep. behaving, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Let's just write it around her. Let's <laughs> yeah. just write it around her." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but she also has like kind of the heart. Both yeah, as weirdly. a teen and uh-huh. as an adult of the of the show, it's so good, you guys. You're gonna fucking lose it. Okay, sorry. That was those are my horror TV shows, y'all. Who's next, Ariel? What are your horror TV shows? So this one out? was from the very early part of the year, and I almost forgot about it. But Servant, mm-hmm. <gasps> of course, Servant season two. Yeah, was this month. I know. I'm so excited. It was so good. And so deeply, deeply strange in a very enjoyable way. This show continues to go places that I don't expect. And VHS, dude, the fucking Betamax, the Betamax. Betamax. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. And when you see what's on it, it was not what I thought it was going to be. And still even more disturbing. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's just really, really good. And it looks fantastic. It's well acted. This last season, season two, there were a bunch of women who directed some of the episodes, which is awesome. So, yeah. Um, another one that I don't know if anybody else watched. Julia but... de Cornell directed some of it. Right. Exactly. Which yeah. makes so mm-hmm. much sense. Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like the uh-huh. tastes of both her movies and Servant line up in a lot of ways. Advanced meet the series. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love all the cooking scenes. Um, so another one that I really enjoyed this year was Slasher Flesh and Blood. It's the fourth oh, season yeah. of Slasher. It's on, it's a Shutter exclusive now. And, um, 
even though the other seasons aren't on Slasher, you can totally watch this as a standalone because the seasons are standalone stories. They're unconnected to each other. And I found this one to be really fun. I mean, the show is kind of ridiculous, but if you like Slashers because you want to see all the gruesome, bloody kills, this show is for you. Because it's basically wall-to-wall creative bloody kills. And on top of that, for the mystery lover in me, there's a good mystery in this one about who the killer is and why this is happening the way it's happening. So, yeah, totally recommend that. Awesome. And it has uh, David, what's his face? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) What? He died. He's in it. I know. I thought you were making fun of me because I didn't know that the first time. And you were like, I honestly forgot about that. I forgot. Well, now I I am. Now I'm making fun of you. You were like, why do you keep saying that? I'm like, because he's literally in (laughs) it. How about you, Sarah? Any standout horror series that you loved this year? Uh, As you mentioned, uh, the Chucky series was so great awesome just so much fun it's gross gory fun a little mean at times mm-hmm. yeah um yeah as fuck i like the, I, I, I really like the first half of this season of american horror story mm-hmm. um, the second half is garbage as rachel would say okay <laughs> straight up hot garbage yeah i saw because like the 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 the, the, the first half yeah is you know it, it, it's got sort of a uh you know what makes creativity on it and and it to me it didn't stick the landing like how it ended it didn't it didn't stick nope. the landing it never does it ever no it never does <laughs> even yeah. with six episodes even cutting it down by half they could not tell a story from beginning to end and have the end work <laughs> like, what right. is that but i thought but that every, that would solve but, all the problems but a lot of but all the stuff in the middle was great and yeah. Totally agree. Freaking uh, Francis Francis Conroy? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is a fucking queen. Yeah. I, I mean, love she's her. just she, fucking she phenomenal. Just in this. She just chews up the scenery in this. Oh season. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Macaulay Culkin. Ah, so great. Yeah. Totally great. Yeah, and so, so great much heart. He has so much heart. Are just great. Oh, their relationship is heartbreaking and touching. It it really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah, but so. the second half was just uh, almost unwatchably bad. I thought. Yeah, I saw like I I, I saw like a scene of uh, Sarah Paulson as uh, mm-hmm. who uh, who's uh, Mimi Eisenhower. Yes, and I was just like, "What the fuck is uh-huh. this?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and she's in a lot of it. If you haven't watched all of that, it's mm-hmm. yeah, she takes over a lot of the scenes. Okay. <laughs> it's Good fucking weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> and their alien design is like it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Mm, that's a bummer. Yeah. I haven't watched the alien part yet. And, and it's like you can imagine that's highly anticipated in this house. I I bet. Uh I mean maybe you'll love it. I I think that if you think of the aliens as sort of a throwback to the way that they were designed in the 50s, um, you may enjoy it. I just thought they looked dumb the way they did it, but I could see that. Anyways, yes. and again, it ends stupidly. So, <laughs> right, just great. <laughs> well, how, how many times are we going to sign up for this? We do it every year. I know, no, but like... I was hopeful because even though it had a clumsy ending too, I really enjoyed the 1980s one that they did last season. I thought the majority of that season was really fun. It but... was great until Finn Whitlock showed up. Yeah, had, had had they just dumped that part of it, it would have been it would have been great. 
but they decided to get all sentimental and shit. Yes, I agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to me, I think the best ending that any of them have have had has been um, was it season four the the, the witch show? Oh, freak, freak show. show. Yeah, freak show does have a pretty good ending. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too many musical numbers had to dip out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i understand yeah, that too that, but that, that, that clown the, creeps the, me the fuck out so the what did the first the clown, the clown the freak the, show aesthetically so the show creepy. is never not on point yeah right never never not on point i mean even the opening fee like the opening stuff for every season is incredible yeah but when when we got to the like i realized there was gonna be a song every episode i was like oh no 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 every episode no 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 <laughs> Matilda, your favorite horror, horror series this year? Oh yeah, I had a couple. Um, one was Midnight Mass, the Mike Flanagan, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which I actually really loved and kind of want to go back and watch again. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I loved, I liked a lot of that one too. I didn't like it as much as Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. Um, that one worked better for me, but I thought this one was really interesting. It's got some good characters. For me, what made it not maybe be sort of the top TV show that I watched this year was all the religious soliloquies that happened. There were two. There was like three of them. No, too many. (laughs) Yeah, I think I didn't hate them. As weird as it was, yeah, like the them talking about like the meaning of death. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. They were too long. They were too long, but as they go, (laughs) like the content of it wasn't so bad. I felt like. Yeah, yeah, that that's fair. I mean, com- compared to the way that some things handle it, but I just felt like it got too sappy for me mm-hmm. when I was expecting it to be a little darker than that. They were very long. Like when she was talking about her baby and have, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. I was like, can we cut to a musical number? I can't, yes. I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, so I really liked that one, but my my top is probably brand new cherry flavor. Oh God, I gotta watch that. Oh, I, I need to finish that. that show. Yeah, I watched the first of that and was like, Captain really liked this, and we never got back to it. Yeah, I think Catherine Keener is very underused as a villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes, she's so amazing. And it goes, it gets weird and noirish, and I just... I heard it's very lynchy. It's real lynchy. Like, mm. it's like the better version of Mulholland Drive. Yes. Oh. Like, if Mulholland Drive Cat had an ending. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It goes weird places, and it gets, it's pretty great. I, I just, I would love to hear if any of you finish it, what you think. Yeah, I need to get back because I think I watched three or four episodes and then I just never uh, made it back to finish it. But I'll have you know, to do you that. could always make it a, a the ext- when you're in charge of extended episodes. That's true. That'd oh, be a true. nice run of a uh, like do a couple watch watch mm-hmm. a few episodes like break it up over two or something yeah. like that. Mm, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just fun. There are ways that you can force people to do things. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wield your power accordingly. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably my favorite of the year. Oh, can I bring up something that nobody else talked about that I assumed Matilda would? What? What we do in the shadows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's just the best. It's just the best. Yeah. If you need something, like if you've watched, you know, Violation and Tatane and St. Maud and you need something really fun and light, that's the show to turn to. Yeah. That is the Ted Lasso of horror shows yeah yes. <laughs> perfect yeah Absolutely. it is serotonin yeah. it is serotonin <laughs> in television form yeah for sure 
For sure. All right. Now, I know we were going to talk about our most anticipated movies for next year, but why don't we save that for the extended episode um, and wrap uh, things up? Does that sound good to you guys? Sure. 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 All right. Cool. So if you want to know what we're looking forward to, you know what to do. Hit up them Patreons and uh, it will be in your ear holes. Okay. So we don't have any listener feedback this week, but if you want to reach us, you can do so by emailing us at rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can come chat with us over on the Zombie Girls Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ZG Podcasts. Uh, if you are enjoying the show you and you want to start off 2022 on the right note, you should leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Also, now so you can rate us on Spotify. So if you ha- listen to us via Spotify, please go on there. Give us that a, a nice star rating. It would mean a lot to us. It would make us feel very special, and it would really help the show. And if you're looking for something spooky to watch, it's new year, new you, you're really going to step up your horror movie watching game, check out our video on demand and streaming calendar at zombiegirls.com, where we keep track of all the spooky doings that are happening on streaming and on video and video rental, all that good stuff. And if you want to treat yourself to something cool to uh, ring in the new year, check out our merch at zombiegirls.com forward slash merch. Hopefully this year there's going to be some new designs on there. So stay tuned. Uh, We're going to get that Untitled Nick Cage shirt out there this year for sure, along with uh, some other things that I may have in the works with a very talented uh, lady artist (gasps) that I've been talking to. Yes! Uh Oh, I'm so excited. Guys, this is really exciting. Uh, and if you uh, want to support us financially, we'll take it. You can do so by uh, uh, supporting us on patreon.com forward slash zombie girls. Lots of awesome perks. For instance, all of our episodes are extended. Today we're going to be talking about the movies. We, we gave a lot of love. Now we're going to go we'll give a little. It's time for the Sith portion of the podcast. We're going to talk about the <laughs> movies that bummed us the fuck out. As yep. well as the stuff we're excited about seeing next year. We also have some really, really cool stuff planned for 2022. Like 2021 was about learning how to do Patreon, getting it off the ground. Figuring out what worked and didn't work. 2022 is about to get it to the next level. We had our first ever live show. That is going to become a more common thing in 2022. We're thinking maybe four times per year. There will be a midsummer episode. There will be a, a Halloween special. All kinds of stuff. We have lots of fun stuff. In addition to some other things that we will be announcing as we move forward. But you might as well get in early. At the very least, you can join us on Discord where um, we have a lot of fun. Literally every day we're on Discord chit-chatting. And we would love for you to become a part of the conversation. Don't be shy. We're cool, man. We're cool. Um, and we welcome you all. So that's it for the Patreon plug. That just leaves. Um, I feel like we've given you enough streaming picks for, for today. So we'll skip that this week. Um, but we do want to talk about what we have planned in the next couple of episodes. We have an episode that we recorded actually in 2021 that we'll be releasing this month as well, which is the very exciting episode you not want to miss that Matilda programmed of Swallow and Auntie Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's my turn to take control. And I'm going in a completely different way. So if you are playing along and you want to get ahead of it, our next episode, we're going to be covering Death Becomes Her and The Witches of Eastwick, a.k.a. Rachel has a midlife crisis. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for all the camp. So yes, for that, if you're going to be playing along with the extended episode, we are going to be reading the the short 
novella? Would you call it a novella? Yeah. Go ask Alice and discussing that on the episode. So you should read it ahead so you can be part of our, we call it, we have jokingly and I guess permanently started calling it the what the fuck did I just read book club? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> join us for that. All right. Until next time. Ariel, take us out. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Zombie Girls podcast and for joining us while we talk about our top 10 of 2021. We hope you guys had a great year and that you're having a great year now in 2022. And we'll catch you back here next month. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks, everybody, for listening and to all my co-hosts for waking up early every month just to talk about horror movies with me. Production on this episode was done by yours truly. Our theme song for the show is 80s Halloween Whore by Megan McDuffie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the extended episode where we're going to talk about more horror movies this time. <laughs> well, I, should we start on a positive note or close on a positive note? What do you guys think? Maybe close on a positive mm-hmm. note. Okay. So we get, again, we can exercise some demons. We can yeah. exercise some frustrations. I think it's arguably this has a, been a pretty fucking great year for horror. Would you guys agree oh, with that? totally. Yeah. Agree. There were so many great movies that it was very hard for me to narrow down my list. Yeah, very, very hard. (laughs) Me too. Like a lot of things I think probably didn't even get consideration that would have been past years. Oh, sure. That were just like, you know, like we have our little system of grading and like an arrow up is good, but not like, oh my God, everyone needs to see it. Like I think some arrow ups would have snuck onto the bottom half of my list in previous years. Yeah. This year it was all thumbs. All thumbs. And even in the last few days, well, Rachel and I were trying to watch some last movies. We had kind of split them up. And there were a couple that I watched where I was like, in other years, these probably would have been in my top 10, like the medium. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. would have been in my top 10 in the past year. Yep. But unfortunately, not every movie was no. this year. There were some uh, letdowns of, of, of some minor disappointments and then some major disappointments, two of which were probably on last year's most anticipated movies because i thought there was no universe in which they would not be in the top 10 um but turns out we are in the darkest timeline and they are definitely in my bottom 10 (laughs) so um so out of uh out of of my little list here of things that i watched that you say titanium hanging up (laughs) (laughs) army of the dead Oh yeah, that looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. I, I probably am one of the few people that still really likes uh, Zack Schneider movies, and, and what I mean by that is like I, I still think that his version of uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead—it's great, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. Totally it's, love that yeah, movie. It's, it's great. It, yeah, and it gets a lot of hate these days. Does it? That oh, opening bummer. scene Why? is and one it, of it the scariest of hit- scenes ever. Right? Whoa. When she's but, in the shower. But Ooh. God, God, I was so disappointed in this. Aww. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a bummer. And then, you know, all the other stuff going, oh, yeah, there's like actual android zombies in it there. Right. Real it was ridiculous. Like, I, there were some parts of that that I enjoyed, but I agree that it was not yeah. great. I want the movie yeah. that's just the Tignataro cast. Yeah. Where we right. just hang out Me with too. her on the ceiling. I feel like that would be yeah. perfectly entertaining. Yes. Did anybody right? watch the prequel one that's just a heist movie? No. Mm-mm. No. I did. And I actually thought it was pretty fun. Really? It doesn't it it doesn't it only sort of vaguely references the zombie stuff. It's all about the 
Um, the safe cracker guy, right? Yeah, the safe cracker mm-hmm. guy. And I, I found his character to be really fun and enjoyable in the movie, in Army of the Dead. And, or is that what it was called? Yeah. 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 Um, but in this one, he was, uh, yeah, I just really liked him. And it's just basically a heist movie um, like a where heist he gets story, recruited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm a sucker for a heist movie. he pulls a super big heist before this. That's how he makes his name. Mm-hmm. That And that's mm-hmm. what this movie is. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, it's very bold of Zack Snyder to try and remake uh, Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a choice that was uh, made. I don't know how to feel about right. that choice. Like, even down you- to, like, a Vasquez character, I'm like, yeah that's true what (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay my my uh second one is a broadcast signal intrusion 99 percent of that movie is fucking excellent and then it just ends and then it's yeah yeah this was the movie that broke me this is the movie that i turned on ambiguous endings forever on yeah Mm -hmm. because it's like like, it would have been one thing if they had, as spoilers for this, it would have been one thing if they had set it up and you saw, like, little things where you're questioning the dude's mental health. Right. But it's, like, the last, like, minute and a half that it's like, oh, see, he's possibly, he's possibly, uh, uh, you know, having a breakdown. That's, you know, none of this is actually happening. And it's like, oh. But it no, was there in the I... road. It was there. Yeah. So was it the girl? It... I I don't know. I don't. I think know it, either. I don't know. It might have been the girl, but and my other thing too is that a couple of years ago the person passed away, and that's actually how I found about it. But remember, very early on in the internet days, when like video was still was still kind of like you know it spent three hours trying to download a thirty second video. There was a, a visual artist that was posting all these videos. That use that exact same setup as the intrusion, the the the, the same face mask, the oh really, all the different perspectives, yeah. And they were, and they passed away a couple of years ago. But like, at, and I can't find any information on them because like I I I've looked up like what because some of that stuff actually looks like that artist's actual work. Mm, it is the design of the android is so creepy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I loved literally well, like said, every it, second of that movie until it just fucking shit the bat at the end. It did. It did. It really did. And it's That's like so frustrating. Fuck. Like it was you know? made in a lab for you, Ariel, but I cannot put you through it because the ending is so unsatisfying. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Like the music is awesome. It's like super like like noir set in the nineties in Chicago. Yeah. The soundtrack is amazing. I like, I stopped, I actually like rewound a couple scenes, listen to the song again. Yeah. And it's yeah. And then it just like, it, you yeah. know what it should have been that the answer should have been on that, that tape that was in the recorder in that room. And the way that he figured it out was by putting it on that camera that used audio tapes that the guy bought him off bought off him at the beginning of the movie that's how the because they're like you already have everything you already have everything you need